Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And welcome back to the First Cut Podcast with Kyle Porter. That's Kyle Porter. I'm Chip Patterson. We are here on Tuesday, February 26th. Uh, Apologies, we're getting to you a little bit late. We're going to pack it all in. Looking back at uh, the WGC Mexico, ahead to the action as the Florida Swing kicks off at Honda. Kyle Porter, how was your weekend? Did you have fiestas and siestas? (laughs) It was great. The last two weekends have been just just jam-packed full of, of watching golf. It's been fun. How much of it was I, the Puerto Rico Open for you? <laughs> Less? <laughs> I didn't watch a ton of Puerto Rico, but it's it's tough to it's tough to create the margin you need in your schedule to watch the Puerto Rico Open when DJ and Rory are going at it in in Mexico. And and Justin Thomas is uh just just sitting out here putting us on 59 watch after like five holes. Yeah, did you see his interview after after his round on Sunday? I think it was Steve Sands. He's he said he's asked him about fifty nine or whatever, and uh, JT is like, "Oh yeah, I was thinking about it early on the back nine. <laughs> yes, man. And every, every time that I think that I'm gonna fall short of loving Justin Thomas anymore, I'm just all in fanboy style. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. I, I feel he uh, like he he's probably lying about that. He was probably thinking about it after like four holes. But he—he's—he knows his brand. He knows—he knows what he's doing. uh, He's—he was awesome on Sunday. It was fun to watch. Uh, And Dustin Johnson, as you mentioned, claims the a five-stroke win in this event. Rory McIlroy, excellent performance. Uh, He finishes as the runner-up for Dustin Johnson. This marks twelve straight seasons on the PGA Tour with at least one win. He's got PG. He's got twenty PGA Tour wins overall. It's his sixth WGC, and so uh, as we begin the conversation with a focus on Dustin Johnson, it was in a in, in sort of I guess a, a three to five month period. Maybe I guess ever since the PGA Championship, it's been. This, this is yet another storyline coming out of it. We're in my head. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right, Dustin Johnson. We're because we have, we go through uh, some of these slumps when we're focusing on all the week to week turns and, and how things are going. And when he just comes in and gets the putter rolling and obliterates the field, it is, uh, it is a shame on me moment for counting out DJ. Yeah, I mean, totally. And, and he, uh, yeah, it's hard to know where to begin. Whether you, I think enough people have talked about like his actual performance in Mexico, and and since we're a couple of days late, I think that yeah, you know, I'd like to I'd like to spin it forward a little bit in in that I, I and I wrote about this on on Monday. I, I think it's out on CBSSports.com, but just talking about like what is what's the trajectory here, and and historically what's the context, you know? Because I think that stuff matters, and we almost get. I was thinking about this this morning, Chip. We get. A little bit 
I think we get a little numb to like DJ winning. Yes. Cause you're just like, Oh yeah, you know, DJ won again. Okay. And, and it's like, this dude's won 11 PJ tour events in his last 55 starts. So, so, so in his la- in the last basically th- four years, he's won 20% of the time. <laughs> Once out of every five times he plays, it's a dub. It, it, it's a joke. So, okay. So going back to, I've got, I got the numbers pulled up here on his uh, OWGR page. So since 2016, he's played uh, 60, 73 events worldwide. So 73 events. And worldwide, he has 12 wins, uh, five runners-up, and seven third-place finishes. See, I so, think so. I, so I, that's 20, 24 out of seventy-three events worldwide in the last four years. He's finished first, second, or third. But some of those that's crazy. But some of those third-place finishes have been tournaments when we've expected Dustin Johnson to win at some point during the tournament. And I think that that the two things I think have contributed to me uh, overlooking and probably stopping short of giving Dustin Johnson the credit that he deserves. Uh, the first of which being it. While you know we can, when we look at the the stretch of wins, like some of them, some of them come in streaks, and and when they're coming in streaks, when it isn't, he's popping up uh, all throughout a season. You know, like once out of every five, when it's a whole bunch in a row, it's almost easy to forget. It's easy to, it's easy to, as you mentioned, almost take for granted how filthy this guy is at the game of golf. And then the second is that when you have. When you've got the examples like, uh, you know, f- falling short in what we thought was going to be an epic showdown with Brooks, then like it's going to impact my non-scientific brain and the way that it thinks about where Dustin Johnson stands among the game's greats. When uh, you've got these situations where it looks like it's right there, everything's going, and then for whatever reason, man, just you- you're not going to end up in the number one spot. It is weird. That the, the analogy that I made over the weekend was that he, he's almost like a, I know we joke about these guys being robots like, uh, like you know, Martin Keimer is a robot and Justin Thomas is a robot. But DJ is actually like a machine in that if it's working, it, it doesn't break at all. He made one bogey and one double in Mexico. <laughs> right. But if it if it breaks, it's like it doesn't even function. You know, like yeah. it, it's like it's like seventy nine. He had that lead in uh, in China. Uh, when was it? Uh, Two thousand seventeen, I think. He was up six going into the final round, and he lost. Was he Fleetwood? Lost Justin, uh, oh no, no, no! Uh, it was Justin Rose. Gotcha. He was up six going into the final, round. and so it's 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 weird that he's he's a little Phil like, I guess, in that sense. Like the swings are pretty like crazy. But I mean, in Mexico, I mean, the numbers are stat. You could go any direction with the numbers. He had his worst score was two strokes better than the best score of the week for uh, Jordan Spieth, John Rahm, and Bryson DeChambeau. So three of the what ten best players in the world? I don't know if Spieth's in there right now, but I don't think Spieth's uh, in there right now. But I get your point. His, yeah, his his worst score was two strokes better than the best score for those three guys. I mean, it's it's and for him to, I mean, I I I don't feel bad for Rory because you know whatever, but 
his I was looking at his strokes gained. It was like three point eight or three point nine. That would have that would have won last year over over Phil and JT. Absolutely. I, I think the last couple of years. And so you're if you're Rory, you're like, well, uh, okay. I did think Rory's front nine on Sunday, it was pretty soft. Mm. Like like DJ DJ didn't exactly you know, blow everybody away coming out of the gate on Sunday. Like right. he kind of, he, I mean, he, he wasn't, he wasn't bad, but he just kind of didn't do anything. And I thought Rory had a real opportunity to go out in like 32, you know, 33 and at least make it, uh, at least creates a little tension, even if you still feel like DJ is going to win. And he, he didn't do that. It's almost like a, it's almost like a, uh, like a backdoor second place finish, even though he was never not in second. It, it was it was weird. Uh, but he's, I don't know, he's been playing great as well. Rory uh, led the field in strokes gained T to green in Mexico, led the field yeah. in total birdies with 25. Uh, Proximity to the hole. Oh my gosh. So top five in each of his last four starts. Let's, let's move right there. Rory had an interesting comment after the round. Uh, I wanted to pitch this to you because especially after that statement right there, he said, uh, it felt like I was making birdies but going nowhere. So I guess that, that is him referencing more the, the way that things turned on the back nine, right? Yeah, well, at one point, they were they were trending for like a worst ball 30 on the back. Not best ball, but worst, worst ball. ball. <laughs> between the two. Right. Which was, which was crazy. Uh, and, and DJ gets like that. It's, it's like... You're doing, and this is part of the the machine analogy. It's like you're doing every. You're just like, it's like you're punching a machine, because you're or, or punching a robot, because you're like nothing's happening. Like it just doesn't. And every time you think, oh well, he's in trouble, or like he is gonna make double here, like on uh, I think it was on I can't remember what hole, uh, and this might have been on Saturday. Rory hit a, uh, I think it was on Saturday. Rory hit like this sick three. I think it was on fifteen. He hit, he hit a three wood where he just runs it all the way up to the green on the on the par five. I think it was fifteen, and it's just an unbelievable shot. He gets it to like fifteen or feet or what, twelve feet, something like that. And DJ flies it over the green. It almost hits the cart path. He's kind of dead. You're like, oh, well, this, you know, could be a could be a two stroke swing, could be a three stroke swing, and then they both make birdie, and you're just like, <laughs> well, you know, what what are we doing? Like, it, it, and it felt like that over and over and over again throughout the weekend, and you know, I think that I don't know, I think that Rory quote unquote lost the tournament on Friday and Saturday. It was it was less to me about Sunday. It's just it's tough to go into the final round. What was he? I think he was down what. Four, going, four or five, I think. Yeah, going into Sunday, and it's like, okay, well, I got to shoot, what, a 64 probably? 60, I mean, that's like best-case scenario. And, uh, you know, he just didn't really have a chance. So uh, you mentioned trajectory. For Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy, if, if we're to line these two guys up, who do you think has the the more 
they they both have obviously because they are uh the, some of the best golfers in the world they've got a great chance to win anytime that they roll out there and decide that they're going to have uh, a start but if if you're looking at just these two and you're you're trying to to invest in one of these two stocks just for the rest of this season who do you think's got the more bright outlook that's a good question. I'm looking up their uh, kind of career trajectories here. I got some some interesting numbers for you. Um, but just this season, I I I have to go DJ. I think uh, Rory needs to win, you know. And I don't like he's number one in the PGA Tour in strokes gained overall. Like he's he's playing awesome, really really well. But like we've talked about, you're better off playing unbelievably in four weeks a year and terribly the other 25 weeks than you are playing, you know, close to your best for 25 straight weeks. Like that's just the that's just the reality of winning. And I don't know. I mean, I I think they're both going to win again this year. Or I guess for Rory, it would be a, a first time this year, right? Uh, but I I I would go I would go DJ. So I. I started to to hatch this idea that if if we're looking at uh, if we acknowledge that it's been based on his career, like this has been a little bit of a a downward turn over the the last little bit for Rory McIlroy, right? Like given given the highs of his career at different points, um, th- what has been identified mostly by a major championship drought and also has come with injuries uh, has been a big a big turning point. And I wonder if like if Rory is is turning around and, and turning around your game as a golfer at at the professional level in 2019, it's like big corporations where they say they can't turn make quick turns. It's like turning around uh, an an ocean liner. And mm-hmm. Rory McIlroy's been grinding and he's been going through this and I think, you know, I think he's coming out of it. And then in by comparison, I think that Jordan Speeth is very much in it. And so I I wondered aloud yesterday to no one because I'm an idiot that <laughs> I was like, is Rory ahead of schedule from Jordan Spieth? And in Rory's turnaround, are those going to be the signs that we could see with Spieth? Uh, what do you mean by the signs? Like just like, like, like slowly starting to get it together, but then the winds aren't coming. Is is there any chance that there are some yeah. some some parallels yeah. and different timelines? If if Rory's just a little bit further ahead of schedule at reclaiming, because they both were at the top of the golf game very very early in the careers, they are not at the top of the game of golf. They have a lot of competition, and I think Rory is closer to reclaiming that status than Jordan Spieth is. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Jordan Spieth doesn't have a top thirty finish this year, right? Which is which is disconcerting but i i, I said that because someone been, someone asked me they're like oh so bad. They, they were like is jordan spieth does he just need the masters like does he just need one tournament and i said no it's taken rory two years like i i think that jordan spieth just might be in the, he might be in the middle of an nba franchise rebuild he's been tanking yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it appears that he has i mean i i heard the no i know guys talking about this but his his putting from four to eight feet yeah, I think he was last in the field in Mexico, and he's like 200th on the PGA Tour this this season. I mean, it's it is it is not good. But 
when we're talking about them, I, I think the thing that, and we, I've talked about this a million times, it's nothing new, but when, when I, and I, and I heard Rory talk about this, they did a, like that Saturday night sit down with Dan Hicks, you know, to, to play it on, on Sunday when the broadcast comes on or whatever. And you get, you get Rory up there and, and I identify as much as somebody like me can identify with somebody like him. I identify with what he's saying. He's talking about like, you know, I get frustrated. I get in my own head. I'm reading books. I'm trying to kind of psychologically get myself to the right place. Like all those things as someone who appreciates thoughtful people and people who are, um, you know, you know, just thinking differently about life and not just golf, but also golf. I, I appreciate that about him, but, but it, I think it, I just like, he starts talking about those things and I, and I kind of cringe cause I'm like, Oh, like, is that like, is that the, is that the cleanest path to the, the most success on the PGA tour? And then you get DJ up there and he's kind of like, yeah, just, you know, whatever you, to hit a, to hit a fade, you just, or to hit a cut, you just cut it. You know, and to I really worked on my wedges a lot over the last yeah. couple of years, and it's like, but it's almost like that's what I want to hear. As as weird as that sounds, right? Like it, it, I just think, I just think it's such a, and and now has that maybe lost him events over the years? Sure, maybe it has, but I get. I get a little uncomfortable when I start hearing guys talk about like how they're thinking about the way that they're thinking about, you know, like just so many different levels of, of psychological warfare. And, and again, like I appreciate that about them as people. Like I love that about Jordan Spieth. I love that about Rory McIlroy. I think it's their best attribute as a, as a person, but I just feel like it works against them in, in the game of golf. Mm. Uh, all right. So you, what, what's your career trajectory, DJ and Rory? So DJ through 154 events won eight times, so 5% of the time. And Rory just finished his 154th event, and he has 14 wins, so 9% of the time. So I I think that – I don't know. I think there is – I think it's plausible that there's this – second act to Rory's career that is because I think we would all say like his talent is up there with a DJ with a Kepka. I I don't know if I don't know and and maybe not maybe Rory never wins majors again maybe he doesn't maybe he only wins like three PGA tour events the rest of his life I have no idea but but what I'm saying is that 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 trajectories are not linear and when you're in the middle of something, it feels like that's how it's going to be for the rest of time. But it, but that's not true. And so I'm fascinated to see kind of how that plays out, not only with Rory, but also with, with DJ as well. DJ, by the way, uh, first 246 events of his PGA Tour career, 20 wins. He just got his 20th win. Uh, two, 246 events into Phil's career, 19 wins. Phil. Phil's a good... Good comp there. I mean, it really is because, and, and I, I, and I wrote about this uh, again on Monday. Like, uh, Phil didn't win his first major until his like two hundred ninety seventh event. Mm. DJ's still fifty away from that, and so I get, I get a little, I get a little frustrated when people are like, "Oh, well, you know, DJ just he, yeah, fine, but he doesn't win majors." And it's like, well, 
okay, but we've still got 10 years worth of majors for him to win, you know? Yeah, for sure. Let's let this play out a little bit and see how many he's got at the end of it all. I think that, uh, I, I think that your Rory McIlroy may only win three more times on the PGA tour is said with the disdain of someone who really wanted Rory to make Sunday eventful. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it sounds you're like no, because I'm I don't know. I'm I'm on the other side of this. I think Rory's about to go on a run. I I think I, I think I we are so. I think we are knocking on the door and I I I I believe that I have heard and I I've heard too many people who are smarter talking about golf than me point to Rory McIlroy and and sort of indicate that 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 kid's special. That guy's got the gift. He could be the one. Like whatever conversation you want to have, there is some acknowledgement of like the the potential and the the raw talent of being truly great at the game of golf in, in a in a sense that seems to expand beyond elite athleticism or or any one aspect of his game. I think that I think that that is what gives me hope and allows me to hang my hat on the idea that. Roy McIlroy, it does have another act, and I think that it's going to start happening soon. I think what he needs is at some point over the next two or three months, like he just wins a tournament by like eleven, and you're and 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 everybody's like, oh, oh gosh, like what was <laughs> yeah, that? Right, including himself, and he can, like he absolutely. I mean, like the way that he burned down uh, Quail Hollow in 2015. Like he needs that yeah. kind of win. Yeah, totally. And and I think that because I, I think sometimes when you hear him talk, you're like, wait a second, does this guy lack and, and I don't I don't think that he does, but I think he's self aware enough to like understand reality. Like uh, so many so many athletes that we talk about at the professional level exist outside of reality. Right. Like Patrick Reed like legit thinks he's like one of the ten best players of all time. And Correct. because of that, it it kind of fuels his ability to play well. And Rory is self-aware enough to know that like, wow, DJ's playing at a level that I'm not totally sure I have. And so it's almost like he he, he needs his own, he needs an, just an otherworldly performance from himself to give him that confidence, which is, I, I realize, kind of a, a bizarre way to to go about like looking at it. But I, I think he, I think that's, I think that's what he needs. Like I, if he wins, like, um, I don't know what's coming up. I, I, it's it's hard because the Masters is such a separate thing. Well, I mean, he's going but back to if, Bay Hill the week after yeah, the Honda. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that. He won that last year, though. I, I, he, what, I don't know. Like, if he, goes to, if he goes to Augusta and he's up, like, eight going into Sunday and just, and just dusts everybody, then, then it's like, okay, now what's going to happen? Well, you know, well, that would be the completion of the slam. And that's just, I know, yeah, I, I mean, know. that, that, that's, that would be another, uh, like you would write, you, you might get your first book deal if Rory wins at Augusta <laughs> by 11. Have you written a book? I've contributed. I haven't written. Oh my, yeah. Nah, 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 nah. You, you would, uh, you would absolutely get a book deal. <laughs> <laughs> on on the final round or what? I mean, you you can decide how to pitch it, but you basically, if it looks like that's about to happen, take copious notes and keep them all because, uh, I mean, dude, I can't even imagine what your what your column would be like on Sunday night after that. Would, you would yeah, be the I, Elmo gif. You would you would just <laughs> catch flames. 
how many how many wins do we think DJ is going to end up with? He's got twenty. He's thirty four years old. He's played two hundred forty six events. What what does he get to? There's only been there's only been ten guys that have ever gotten to forty, including Phil. There's only been I think seventeen that have ever gotten to thirty. Oh, he I I'm, he's, I I would say over under at thirty one and a half. Uh, it feels like it like right now, February twenty sixth, twenty nineteen, feels like the over's too obvious, right? I don't it's think like, he I don't I don't think he gets to forty. And that's just based on the like also that premise of um it's harder to win. You know, <laughs> just just the idea that's like ah Dustin Johnson if, under the premise that Dustin Johnson does have ten years of really, really good golf left. I think he could get at least one win per year on average across those 10 years and maybe a little bit more, but I don't think he would get to 40. It's weird because it feel it with somebody like him who's so freakishly athletic, it seems like it would go downhill when he gets to his like into his 40s and and beyond. But he's also been like the most consistent winner, one of the most consistent winners on the PGA Tour ever. I think there's only like two or three guys that have longer streaks of of like one at least one win per season than him. And so when you combine those two things, it's like, I mean, he might win two or three a year for the next six years or seven years. I I don't, I don't know. I don't I don't know how that's going to play out. And I don't think that he's somebody who. I think this is just what he does. Like with somebody like Rory, you're like. Okay, I could see him like going and doing other things because he's interested in other aspects of life. It's like what's what's DJ going to do besides play golf? Oh no, he's just playing golf. Yeah. And so because of that, I don't know. I I don't know that he can't get to 40. I would I mean, I know that that sounds crazy, but I don't know. Who's who right now is the most likely to uh Based Justin on Thomas, what <laughs> the answer to everything is Justin Thomas. I, I, I don't know what you're gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say who right now is the most likely to uh, like because of the because of disinterest in anything outside of golf and the inability to step away. Plus, I guess it would include some health luck. Who is the most likely to just shred the senior tour into their sixties? Oh, Justin uh, Thomas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I think. I think Spieth. Oh, because he's already got the old man game. Yeah. Exactly. Like I, I just think with some of these guys, you're like, well, is JT's swing gonna play when he's like 58? Doesn't right. look like it. Right. I mean, he does. He has. I, I say that he has really good like rhythm and cadence with his irons. But he puts a lot I, on that leg. Like that I, that I, front leg takes a lot of uh, abuse. Yeah, yeah. I, I look at the uh, yeah. I look at the driver and it's like, wow, is that going to hold up? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yes. You know, I, I, agree. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe somebody like Patty Reed who mm. just like this is just all he does. Like he just plays like thirty times a year and he's per, and he's good and 
I don't know. It's a good question. You know, in the epilogue of a movie where they always like fast forward to the end where the main characters are older and they use just like some very basic hair and makeup. I think that I can advance Spieth's age to when he's shredding it on the senior tour easier than anybody else based on his current (laughs) hairline. Hairline, swing. Yeah. Just how he slaps it around. You're like, oh, that'll play on the champions. Yeah. It's like, he's like 25. (laughs) Uh, All right. We got a, an interesting breakdown of the uh, the WGCs and what we thought about Tiger in Mexico coming up after this. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate, available now. All right. Um, Before we get into our WGC All-Star team, Tiger Woods, this was a a fine round for him. My only note here was that uh, 3.648 strokes gained against the field putting on Friday is uh, pretty ludicrous and obviously was not sustainable as it dropped off on the weekend. But, you know, just I, how, how, do we, how do we make sense? What are the grades and what are the takeaways from his performance here? Well, I think it's weird that I have more confidence over uh, when Adam Scott has a five-footer than when Tiger has a five-footer right now. That is very strange. It's, it's like an alternate reality. He uh, he had five three putts and a four putt, so he gave back all of those strokes and then some on the weekend. Mm. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, he, nobody was going to win this week other than DJ. But if you, t- I mean, David Faraday brought this up on the broadcast, and I thought it was a pretty good point. If you if you're just two putting those, not not like holing from twenty five feet, but just two putts, you know, just the the standard whatever, then all of a sudden you're into the double digits under par and you've had a great week, you mm-hmm. know? And so he, cu- he couldn't get off the tee either, which is, uh, I mean, it's problematic for that week. I don't know how much it says about the rest of the year because that course and that tournament is so, it's so different because of how short it is or how short it plays and how narrow it is and stuff. So, I don't know. I mean, he. I mean, he's. He said this after after Sunday. He basically said, "I haven't putted the last two weeks, Riviera or Mexico, and so he's got to he's got to figure that out before Augusta because, um, yeah, I don't, you can't you can't uh, three putt five times and and four putt and and win Augusta right now. Um. Have have you be, have you become a little bit exhausted, normalized, or or have you a, achieved a, a position of regularity with understanding where we're at with Tiger Woods in 2019? Because you know you and I have conversations. You, you know, CBS Sports HQ always watch CBS Sports HQ uh, radio hits. Like you, you're basically asked about Tiger Woods on every single platform humanly possible, and it is nonstop the focus of our world. How are you doing with that? Like where how how do you wrestle with the demand for Tiger news and the the either uh, plethora or lack of real updates concerning where he is right now in the golf world? Well, I I think it's I think I'm okay with it now because he's actually really good. 
Like he he's top six on the PGA Tour in strokes gained. Like he's he's a, a legitimately one of the I don't know 10, 15? Eight, 15 best guys right now. Yeah, he's one of the twelve and that s- matter and one of the fifteen best. Yeah, and so whenever whenever he's shooting eighty twos and you have to cover it nonstop, it's like wow, this is awful. And I don't have a take other than he's awful. And so when he's playing really well, I I, I think that, and I think it's. I think it's interesting because it's almost like he's just been folded back into the PGA Tour. Now he'll he'll never not be like kind of this like oversized figure within the PGA Tour, but it, it feels very normal for him to play at and contend in events. And I think that, I mean, think about how far we've come just the in the way that we think about things in the last fourteen months. Yes. And so I think I think that has been that's been fun and it's been I think it's been good because you, it's it's not it's not like a sideshow it's like legitimately he's he's really good and contending at events. We just had to get the win, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, that helped for sure. <laughs> and just we had to get that one win, and we had to just sort of just you know yeah. just okay, all right, let's go, let's move forward. Let's see what our new reality with the 43-year-old Tiger Woods, not the 33-year-old, not the 36-year-old. Like, Let's see what the new reality is with him Look right now um, playing the game of golf. So Tiger... By the way, he, go ahead. He finished, he finished 20th at Torrey, 15th at Riviera, 10th at Mexico, which means 5th at Arnold Palmer, and First I guess he'll win... No, he'll win the players. Where is the players? Oh yeah, uh, the same place Sawgrass. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I was like, same, same place. Yeah, same place every year. I was like, wait a second. It's Beth. Beth Page is at PG. Is the PGA Championship, and that'll be in May. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm trying to line up my tent poles. <laughs> yeah. You know all of all of, yeah, the six majors that we've got coming up yeah. one per month. <laughs> Don't forget the John Deere. Don't forget about the John Deere. Uh, all right. So Tiger is. No one has had more success at WGCs than Tiger Woods. Uh, Dustin Johnson in second place after his sixth win. So my my pitch to you, Kyle, is we're going for a WGC All Star team. Now there mm. are there are uh, golfers who have won WGCs, like your Jeff Ogilvy, who maybe you might not put on your team now. There are golfers who only have one uh, WGC win, and maybe there's some golfers that you just think always play well at WGCs, but have never gotten the W. If you were to put together, like almost in a fantasy golf style, if you were to put together a WGC all-star team, um, what 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 do you think that would look like? Well, how many do I get? I get five. five. Yeah. So DJ would, would obviously be on it. Uh, he's got six now, which is crazy because... It, it, so the top four, Tiger's got 18 WGCs, DJ's got six, Phil's got three and Jeff Ogilvy's got three. Right. Nobody else has m- more than two. So I would go, I would go, um, I would go DJ. I would go Justin. I would go with the Justins, both of them. Rose and Thomas. Rose and Thomas. Rose has two. JT won Mexico at, or, uh, excuse me. He did not win Mexico. He won, uh, Bridgestone and he almost won Mexico. So I would go with those two and then I would go Rory who's got two and, and could have had a third, um, without, without DJ in the field could have had a big third. And then I would go, um, 
I would go Hideki. I respect it. Robbie Callan would love it, but I cannot believe that you are betraying the beloved son of the First Cut podcast, Adam Scott, like that. <laughs> I had Adam Scott on my list and Bubba Watson, man. When Bub- yeah, Bubba's- Bubba creeps up on these WGC leaderboards in addition to his two wins. He's... It is... Yeah, it is weird because you're like, oh, Bubba won match play in China. That's kind of random. <laughs> right. Like, he, 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 he's won, like, he's won kind of all over the world, which, which is, which is uh, or not all over the world, but in a lot of different formats and locations, which is funny because he's been pretty terrible at, like, Ryder Cups, especially, especially in Europe. Um, but also, I mean, the other point for, um, so the, the, the WGC in, in July is moving to TPC Southwind, which is another place that DJ, DJ won there last year. It wasn't, it was the St. Jude. It wasn't the WGC, but DJ, you'd almost pick like DJ twice if you could like DJ (laughs) for your all-star team. Can, can DJ play two balls? Something like that. Because we did have a run there where uh, the WGC titles were only being held by like Dustin Johnson and Hideki, right? Yep. And yep. I just I wonder if that time has passed. I'm going to give it to Adam Scott. I like I like the form right now. I want it. Adam Adam Scott is a really I think valuable Masters pick right now. He's like 35 to one. I would uh, I would love it. <laughs> I would you probably. You, you probably already have loved it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So we've got the the Honda coming up this weekend. Florida swing starts. Field's not great. No, not even good. Are you uh what's what's on the on the list of things that are gonna interest you this weekend? Do you have the weekend <laughs> off? <laughs> I've got part of the weekend off. I'm nice. off Friday, Saturday. Nice. Uh JT playing. I mean, he's he's the defending champ. It it it's it just stinks because, and this look, you can't have it both ways. I've been calling for a condensed schedule, fewer events, fewer fewer guys in the field, all those things. And then when it happens, you can't expect everybody to play every week. And so it's like, well, you got Riviera guys are going to want to play that, especially next year when it's a three year exemption and and more money. You've got a WGC that's free points, free money. Then you've got uh, Arnold Palmer. You got Bay Hill next week. That's a place that you know Rory's the defending champ. Tiger's always going to play there. Uh, and then you got the players, which everybody plays. And so it's either it's basically either Bay Hill or Honda that that gets that gets hurt because of the new schedule. And it looks like Honda is going to be uh, maybe even more so than than Bay Hill. The only guys in the field are, I mean, the only guys, the only big time guys are. Let's see. Kepka's in it. Fowler's in it. JT's in it. Uh, Adam Scott. Alex. Is Adam Scott in it? Uh, I, I love that Adam Scott's like, yeah, I'm good on Mexico, but I'm going to play Honda. Yeah. Uh, Alex Norin, Sergio, Keimer, a lot of Europeans. So I don't know. I, I mean, I like Honda because it's tough and it it's uh, it's it's very different than what we'll see at Bay Hill. It was, it's very different than what we saw at Mexico in terms of scoring. Like you might see like eight under win or six under or 10 under or something like that. Um, so I, I think that aspect of it is, is pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, I, I think, 
I think JT, how difficult it is, and then just the general bigger picture that it gets it gets kind of dinged in the new schedule. Um, scoring average last year at Honda was 72.303, the highest in relation to par of all non-majors in the last two seasons. Yeah. What, it's tough. What, Bear Trap will get you. Uh, he is Kyle Porter. You can follow him on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Kyle, thank you very much. Thanks, Chip.